What's up, what's up, my beautiful people? Today is April 11th, so my inspiration for today is Cleopatra Jones by David Banner. Why? So today is his birthday, and he seems to have presented himself as a voice for the community, but I don't really know what that means. Um, is he like the typical hotep brother with misogynistic views, or is he an evolved black man? I don't know. You answer. You tell me what you think. But the song, Cleopatra Jones, seems to pay homage to women like Betty Shabazz, Angela Davis, Harriet Tubman. But then it adds this like additional piece of like very aggressive sexuality. So I'm like, did he just sexualize these women's? These women's women's. These women. <laughs> or is he saying that this is what he's attracted to? I'll leave that for you to answer. You let me know what you think about that piece. But anyways, I was listening to this song, and one thing that stuck out to me is that in every song aimed at paying homage to women, there seems to be this, I don't know, additional piece in which men are telling women what they need to do to be a bad bitch. They're setting the standard for what makes a bad bitch. And I guess in some ways, I should respect the fact that we like what we like, but what I want to hear is something like, I don't know, y'all fine just the way you are, my chocolate women near and far, others emulate and still, but my sisters, you're the real. <laughs> I don't know, that was horrible. But you know, I just think like, we don't need to be told anymore about what we need to have to be acceptable or to be deemed worthy of, you know, uplifting. What we need is just like, I guess validation to say, hey, y'all are beautiful. And like, I know that media paints these pictures of all the things that are not of you, but like, you guys are enough and we love you and respect you. I don't know. So, on a serious note, aside from all the, you know, interpretations of his piece of music or any other male rapper's music, I just want to shout out Black women for being Mother Earth in every sense of the word and believe that we are magic and no one can knock our crowns off because they're within. Love yourself and if you don't, learn to do so. We are now on to our political segment. Hopefully this goes by quick. I don't want you to get bored, but we have to talk politics sometimes. So it's looking like some politicians are already looking forward to the 2020 elections. Um, John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, and Martin O'Malley, the governor of Maryland, they are already kissing babies, shaking hands, and almost kind of putting their bids in early. I mean, I guess some people are saying anyone but Trump. I don't know. I'm hoping that Kamala Harris runs for president with Cory Booker as vice president. I mean, Kamala Harris is fierce. I was watching her on Ellen DeGeneres and um, she asked her if she was considering running for 2020. And all Kamala Harris said is, right now we're in the early months of 2018. And at this very moment in time, there are people across America who have priorities around their health care, have priorities around can they get through the month and pay bills? Can they pay off their student loans? Can they afford to pay for gas, housing, critical issues? That's what she said. So my question is, girl, is you running or not? She didn't say no. And Cory Booker, I mean, 
On The View, they asked him if he was running and he didn't say no either. I know liberals have questioned his loyalty after siding with Mitt Romney and there's been some concerns about the state he left Newark in, but I mean, I would say that he has put in great efforts to bring resources to Newark, both traditional and non-traditional efforts, though there has been some criticism on even that concept of him being an outsider and then also bringing in outsiders to help Newark instead of using people there. But I will say that his ability to connect with um, everyday people, that also includes marginalized groups, I think is a very strong point. We always have this conversation about intersectionality and liberals tend to really focus on things that are important to them, but they also tend to leave out black and brown people. And so I can respect that aspect of Cory Booker, which is why I think he would make a phenomenal vice president. We'll see. What do you think? Are they running or not? We'll be back in a second. Okay, so we are now back with our ratchet segment. Raven, are you there? Yes. Okay, great. So um, we are starting with Cardi B. I guess everybody's talking about Cardi B now. Um, have you heard her um, album yet? I did. I listened to it from... I listened to the entire thing. What did you think about it? Hmm. The way that I think about it is complicated. I think that it's like a good album to listen to. I enjoy it. I actually have been choosing to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like the lyrics were like profound I don't feel like it's like an album that you go to to get like deep thinking done I think it's an album that is catchy and it has like a lot of good one-liners that I'm sure that women are going to be using all summer (laughs) I think so I can see it now like the hot and ready the be careful with me I can see it right yeah I think I think you don't go to Cardi for lyrics you go to her for fun I think She's no different than like a, I don't know, Ashley Simpson or Britney. I don't know. Just some random pop star who just kind of like make, like Kesha, I guess. Maybe she, <laughs> she's like. A, That's so random. <laughs> I know. She's like the, she's like the, um, the rap version of Kesha, I think. I don't know. I don't think that, um, I don't know. I think. I don't know. There are like some songs where I see like she was trying to get a message, like the Chance the Rapper song, um, mm-hmm. "Living My Best Life," mm-hmm. and I know um, she was trying to basically tell everybody, like you know, I started from the bottom and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, I I felt that, but again, it's not something where I'm like, man, I'm feeling deep. Let me go listen to Cardi B. Oh, I see. Well. I don't know. I I did kind of like, I mean, the thing I appreciate about her, especially with like, be careful. People were trying to kind of, um, you know, allude to the fact that she was like using a ghostwriter. And I was like, well, but she's honest about it. And she's like, I guess, more into like the sound and like how it sounds and how fun the record is or if she likes it. So I don't think she's like, she's not hiding the fact that she used the ghostwriter. I guess she's more just about like, I want to make fun music. Right, she said that several times that she just wants to make music that she enjoys and I guess I respect that because I feel like, you know, everybody does that when you see that there's something missing, 
you be the person to decide to give it to the world. And so it really is like a fun record. And I definitely prefer her over Nicki Minaj because, oh, my God, Nicki Minaj gets on my nerves. Well, that's a good segue into Nicki Minaj. So um, (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think about the fact that she dropped um, some music right around the time that Cardi dropped her album? Let me tell you something. (sighs) Let me get my thoughts. Okay. (laughs) So, two days ago, I told my husband that I felt like Nicki Minaj was up to some foolishness. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, I I don't know about that. But all of the classic signs were there. Like, she wasn't on her social media. She hasn't been on her social media since December. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't on her social media and then like a few days ago she started just like putting numbers up and deleting them so it was like three delete two delete so I'm like she's gonna try some foolishness and so you know she dropped this and I really wasn't surprised because I knew it was gonna happen and so you know my husband's response was oh well you know I think that a lot of people feed in to this like women going against women and I think that Nicki Minaj feeds into it I think that like her release of this was purposeful hmm okay so I do agree about the fact that it's probably she did it on purpose right but I feel like it's because like sometimes I think she just does what people expect her to do and like I think maybe, I don't know, it's just that, like, for one, we have made this culture where it's, like, only one woman can rap. Only one woman can be at the top. That's for one. And then for two, it's, like, so maybe she felt like, well, I better say something because I don't want to be, like, you know, all the way pushed out. So it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, we forced them to end their careers before they're even ready to because now another female rapper has come into the picture. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there has been like kind of like some some like underlying things and like stories of Nicki Minaj being shady mm-hmm. and being shady on her own like recognizance like like she herself is shady. I know that um I don't know if it was like Demigos or whatever, they said that she did not even want to do like the same scene with Cardi B for the song Motorsport. So <laughs> I feel like when it comes to her, I wouldn't put it passed her that like some of this stuff is like her own motives and like you said like definitely not wanting to be completely pushed out because like Cardi B is what everybody is talking about so I don't know I just like mm, like when she dropped it I was like not surprised shady (laughs) (laughs) I don't know and you know the thing about it is that um even though like we all really love Cardi B, Cardi B's fan base is not as large as Nicki Minaj's fan base. Like mm-hmm. we can all feel the way that we want to feel about Nicki Minaj, but Nicki Minaj has a large fan base. Right. And like has been doing this job for like years. I think that like how long has she even been out? Like as <laughs> man, like since I was in like high school. <laughs> Right, like, she's been out for so long and has, like, accumulated, like, this large fan base. So I know that, like, whatever she drops, like, on Thursday or Friday, whatever, I already know that it's going to do well. 
Absolutely. And and they're not the same type of rapper either. Like, I don't think they are, at least. So We like to pit black women against other black women, so it doesn't really... Okay, <laughs> like, you black, you black, you a female, you a female? All right, you have to start some shit. Right. But- it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't even matter if, like, one of them is, like, a... Um, like a crunk rapper and the other one is like a deep introspective rapper they're two black women so like regardless like people are good but you know i don't want to say that because you know rhapsody the rapper rhapsody yeah i know her rhapsody is like really deep and introspective and i would say like i don't think they would pit her against cardi b so i don't want to say that i think like when you think of like um rappers who are like 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 little kim type like Mm -hmm. like sexual yeah. I feel like that's why they pit them against one another. Yeah. I mean Rhapsody though, she she can hang with the men, like really. Like right. she's so they would never put Rhapsody against Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I think I guess like in the sense of like look and you know, being sexy and all that, yeah, I guess they would feel like it can only be one Kim or one Nikki like, or one can only be one. And it was crazy because, like, we were listening to um, old music not too long ago. And, like, you remember it was just so many, like, black women who were mm-hmm. rapping. And I don't remember us being like, oh, you know Eve is better than Missy Elliott. Or, like, I don't remember us doing that. So I don't know where that came from. Just pettiness and nonsense. That's it. So speaking of petty and, well, not petty, but nonsense, I wanted to talk about Tyra, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me what what has Tyra done? Well, let me just say that I've I've had a long history of dislike for Tyra. Let's just say that many black women have. (laughs) And so every time I like see her or think about her, I'm just like I don't like Tyra, and she helps me to not like her. So. Uh, she basically she's on this press run. I don't know what for. I think she's writing a book with her mom. Um, and for a long time, people have been asking her about whether or not she had a nose job, and she kept saying, "No, no, no, I don't have a nose job. I don't have a nose job." Well, now she's going on this press this press tour, and now it's like, "Oh yeah, I do have a nose job. I didn't get a nose job nose job because my nose was hurting and itching, so I had to get a nose job." And then <laughs> she started talking about the fact that she hates that, um, I guess, women who are saying, like, natural beauty are putting, like, this unrealistic pressure on women who decide to get plastic surgery and how if you have insecurities about yourself, then you should go and fix them. And if you don't like something, then you should go and fix it. And she said, like, there's just this, Either you're supernatural or you're um, all fake, but like whatever you want to do and be judgmental. And I'm like, oh no, she said, whatever you want to do and stop being judgmental. And um, how she feels like supernatural women are really like just being unfair to women who get plastic surgery. That's her, that was her like whole thought process. You know, my, okay. So let me first say that that's true. Like, what you want to do with yourself is your business. Like, if I want to go fix my nose, then it's my business. But my issue with Tyra Banks is that she's so contradictory. And I think that she goes over to, like, whatever side kind of, like, works best for her. Because I don't know if you remember when she had her talk show, right? You remember that? 
And um, she went through like this whole thing where all she kept talking about was being natural. And like around the time that she was doing that, it was when like the big natural movement had taken over. And so she was like in favor of everybody being natural. She even started like a natural, um, a natural hair or whatever YouTube that got shut down because it was ridiculous. So I feel like I'm not saying that like people can't grow, but I feel like I wish that people, especially people who are in the limelight, like why aren't you acknowledging that you have grown? Like, so instead of being like, people need to stop doing da 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 say back in the day, this is what I used to think. Because I remember, I know you remember when um, Yaya was on, um, yes. on whatever. Like, it's just like she jumps back and forth between, like, what is convenient at that moment. So it was like back in the day, she was telling Yaya that she was too natural. And then the natural movement started. And then she was on that side. And now people are, like, pulling her card on having a nose job. And now she don't think that it's necessary to be completely natural. Like, which one is it? What, which one you want, sis? I think, I think, first of all, she's very hypocritical. Because, for one, you, have a, you work in an industry that is extremely judgmental. And that has unrealistic expectations all the time. Like, even on your show, on, on the top model, like, the way that you critique the girls is sometimes unrealistic. And the way that she treated Yaya really pissed me off because, like, Yaya was... That's when natural wasn't, like, the theme. And Yaya was just a natural girl. And, like, they were telling her, like, you're being too... Like, you're doing too much. You're being too much. So it's kind of like... I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. She's choosy. She picks and chooses. So, like... She does. So, like, because I remember um, when she had her talk show, she went on, like, a whole hoorah like march of like yeah because we should just be allowed to be natural and she was wearing her own hair like let's pick one what are we doing right and and she did like the whole kiss my fat ass and she like slapped her ass like like, get it together yeah pretty much and also like it's odd to me for her to say like that we as people who like are natural or even that you just don't like do a lot of like makeup or whatever the case may be that we're putting you know pressure on them when I feel like in media it's always been like for you to look perfect and for you to be perfect and have the perfect body and now there's like the Instagram models and they have the hourglass shape and they have the the best eyebrows and like that's how we're all expected to look so I don't really think that we're putting pressure on them to like not not do those things but I also think that it's like like you said for you to be open and honest about what you've done because it makes people feel like they're not who they need to be at the moment when it's not you're not even who you really are like you got plastic surgery so like I don't know it's just it's just unrealistic to expect that we should be looking that way either I think like it we should all just be neutral just be who you want to be but also just be honest. I think she's hypocritical. And I think that at this point, like, she's on, like, a press junket for her book. So, of course, whatever, whatever. But give her, like, two or three years. At this point, I just need Tyra Banks to hang it up. I, I'm tired. <laughs> you, want, you want to hang it up? <laughs> I'm done. I'm tired. We're all, yeah. we're all tired. I was so disappointed when America's Next Top Model came back out. I know. Which first she wasn't on it though. First it was Rita. And then she came back, I guess. Right. And I'm just like, just leave it alone. That show was on for like 37 years. We know. Like, 
none of those people ever really become famous. I think the only ones that I know are like Eva, Pickford, Yaya, and then it was like the Adrian girl who did like a reality TV show. So I just needed to stop. And like some of them are on drugs now or alcohol. Janice <laughs> <laughs> Dickinson was ridiculous. Uh, Jay still be wearing, Jay still be looking crazy. And, and, and don't be dressing right and don't be matching Miss J. Um, Jay Manuel, he still looks good. He's like, you know, cute. But I don't know. I think they should just let that show go as well. I don't know. And also, she wants to do the life size movie too. Life size. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not ageist. I'm not ageist at all. But I'm over her. Like, I'm over her too. Hang yeah. on. And then she's like, oh, Lindsay Lohan wants to do it. And I'm like, what would Lindsay Lohan be doing as a 30-something-year-old with, with a doll? Like, I don't understand what, what would be happening. Lindsay Lohan, no. <laughs> like, that is not what she needs for her career. I don't think. I think we should leave her alone as well because she's on, like, her whole, like, religious freedom you know just she's just free leave her alone and like let her be let her be normal again. so let her be. yes and also speaking of uh plastic surgery let's talk about chloe and tristan <laughs> speaking of being fake right. what do you think what do you think about that that that's loaded okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna say that like I don't think stereotypical stereotypically what everybody else thinks. Like a lot of people are on her um social media like actually laughing about it and like actually giving her a hard time about it. And I feel really sad for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like like the Kardashians, they give me a headache. Mm-hmm. But even still, I don't know. I just like thinking about how I feel as like a woman. I can't imagine like being pregnant. Um, and then like all of this news coming out about like your partner not being faithful. And I just feel like that's a lot to be a pregnant woman because that's supposed to be like a really peaceful time in your life. With that, I will say that like, like, if I were her, I don't think that I would have been that eager to get pregnant by a basketball player who had a baby mother who's in his 20s. That's not a decision I would have made. Correct. Right. I mean, well, actually, he got with her while his baby mom was still pregnant. So, like, fresh off of nothing in her, you bit Chloe. And now y'all are talking about having babies and marriage. So... I don't think it's funny what's happening to her, but I also think like, I don't know, there just needs to be this unspoken code between women about what you do, like what you do and what you don't do. Also, like just believe that like no one is removed from being played or hurt or treated badly. And like, if you saw, if you just like witnessed him do that to his, this other lady, he didn't even like, well, according to rumors, he didn't even like show up when she gave birth, he wasn't at the baby shower. Like, if you just saw that he did all this to her, what made you feel like you would be so different? Because she's a Kardashian. Correct. And so, like, that's my thing. And also, Chloe in particular has a history of, like, 
almost like getting getting men when they're like they're in a whole other situation. Like she did the same thing with French. She did that to Trina. She did the same thing, I think, with um who else was she dating? Uh, Lamar Odom, but I don't think he was with anybody. Not Lamar. Oh no, Trey Songs and Trey Songs was dating. Uh, I think uh, who was he? He was dating somebody too, and then she kind of like swooped in and like. But it's like stop giving people sloppy seconds. Like wait, make sure that that situation is done before you start trying to get in the mix. I also feel like she has like a tendency of like moving really quickly with men. Like, yeah. I feel like Chloe is like that friend that we've all had before where like they meet somebody and then like all of a sudden they're engaged and you don't know how that happened. Right. <laughs> She's that friend. And you were like, this. like, you just met him at the club like yesterday. Right. And like, and you're not wearing no condoms, no nothing. Like, first of all, let me just talk about the fact that people really be out here not using condoms. Yeah. And I really, I really don't understand that. Like, Charlemagne like the God would say, shooting up the club. Shooting up the club, right. And like, even he has learned now, like, well, he's married, so I guess he don't care. But like, I don't understand what is wrong with people just randomly sleeping with randos and not using condoms. Like, I don't understand that. But I think maybe Chloe, I, I know Chloe wanted to have a baby. She had, you know, issues with her fertility before. So maybe she felt like she just wanted to get pregnant, but also like She just wanted to get pregnant too. I honestly feel like, regardless of like who she was dating, I feel like she was going to get pregnant. Because I feel like, like, I've never been as rich as they are, but I almost feel like when you're that kind of rich, maybe you feel like really doesn't matter because you can take care of the baby. And I feel like sometimes we kind of think that that's like the only thing that comes with having a baby. Like even when young people get pregnant, it's not like any other thing about development. It's like, yo, how are you going to take care of this baby? Because True. It's money. So it's probably like, I'm a millionaire. Like, does it really matter? I think it does though. I really do think it does because yeah, they're, they're rich, but they're also about image, and, like, I think, like, she has started to paint this image of her and Tristan, like, the pictures, and, like, and I will say, like, I don't know, he had, it seems that he's been more involved in her pregnancy, like, he's taking pregnancy pics and all that, more than he was with, I think her name was Jordan, whatever her name was, his uh, other baby mama, but I don't know, I think, I think that she... I think she wanted, like, the perfect picture. I do think she wanted that, because she wanted that with Lamar. And, you know, that went south, because he was, like, in brothels, you know, having sex and shit. But, um, I don't know. I think she did want the perfect picture. I I think it does matter to her that he's, like, gonna stick around. I know, I mean, not for financial reasons, because she's fine, but I think, or at least, or at least, you know what, even if he does cheat and he did cheat and he leaves or she whatever, it's gonna be a good ass storyline for next season. So I don't think she's gonna be that hurt about it. But for the storylines. I'm sick of them. Let's just move on. Okay. So uh we got two more topics. The back page and this uh cocaine thing. So uh have you heard about back page being shut down? I didn't. Okay, so you you know what what back page is? Yes, girl. I be looking at the little um ads because I'd be curious. Oh no, don't be looking at that. I do because I want to know which ones are cops and I want to know which ones are people. Um, oh no. 
And you know, I'd be curious because you know, you never know. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes when I look at them, I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna see somebody I know on here. I never know. Yeah, I just went on the back page, um, page right, and it says backpage.com and affiliate websites have been seized. Yeah, so that's the story. They've been seized by the FBI and the um, the issue, I don't know, people are really happy about it because Backpage is responsible for a lot of human trafficking um, and child trafficking. So that, that was like the, you know, celebration, but then it was this, also like this other piece where they're like, but if they close down Backpage, that may like, you know, take all the take even the information that you need to like kind of locate people. I was people. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like I was about to say that this woman um, her daughter was actually kidnapped. I was watching a documentary on it and she said that the way that she found her daughter literally was going through Backpage and like scanning it and she saw an ad right. her daughter on it and ended up um, meeting up with her daughter and taking her back. So now for like all of these teenagers that are probably on there, like what happens to them? There's no information unless like the FBI is like going through every post in which case I would assume people are like probably quickly taking them down. Right. They're not, I mean, I don't think they're going to continue to post on there. So what's probably going to happen is like, you know, those, um, they're going to go into a darker world. Like, it's going to just be, like, a more limited, like, limited access to whatever, you know, new um, network they use. Like, so that means, like, it's going to be a lot harder to find predators. It's going to be a lot harder to find your children. So, I don't know. But, anyways, now they've indicted the Backpage owners because I guess the Backpage owners knew people who were doing illegal stuff, like trafficking. And then they would reach out to those people and help them to reword their ads so that um, reword their ads so that it would seem legal. And so, like now, they're in trouble too. Yeah, when I'm doing like when I'm being nosy, I feel the way that I've seen the ads written are in ways like um, it says stuff like instead of saying like I'm selling sex, it's like. Um, spend time with me, like ads to spend time with people, and mm-hmm. that um, you can decide to pay them if you want to. That's mm-hmm. the way that the ads are written, kind of like in an elusive way, so that mm-hmm. you, like, of course, I could imagine, like, legally, they can't get caught by the cops. And also, the back page owner, that's disgusting. Like, those are people's children. It is. It really is. But, you know, I guess sometimes people. I don't know. People choose money over, over morals. I mean, that's life, I guess. So. Oh my God, it's just sad. Like at the expense of like somebody else's child. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible. But I guess you just realize like the world is not kind. It's not a kind place. So, um, that brings us to the last story about this girl. Uh, so she was um with her boyfriend in the car and she was pulled over and they checked her purse and they found marijuana and cocaine and uh, you know they questioned her about it and she admitted to the marijuana being hers and they asked her well how did the cocaine you know whose who's cocaine is it and she responded by saying I don't know maybe the wind blew it in here <laughs> maybe the wind blew it into my purse let me tell you something David. <laughs> 
I feel like she was probably on the cocaine. I feel right. like, like <laughs> what? Like the fact that you would give that as an excuse. <laughs> she said, "Shit, I'm just gonna throw it out there." Let me go for this. I hope she like acted it real big, and she was like, "What?" This is crazy. What? This is I can't believe this. Like the wind must have really blown this in. I wonder, like, did the cops give a straight face? Like, what did they do when she told them that the wind blew the cocaine in her purse? I would I would have had to laugh. Right. There would like literally be no other way for me. I feel like I would just have to laugh. I would laugh in her face. I would have to laugh. Like I would laugh. And then I would be like, ma'am, please get out of the car and put your hands behind your back <laughs> while I do your Miranda rights. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think I would be like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I feel for you because you really believe this lie that you just told me. She just getting strong. Because like, like, if it blew into her thing, how also did it get into... So it blew into her back. Like what? <laughs> Who just had cocaine just sitting on the street blowing some I mean, like, okay, now granted, if it was just like the powder and like not in a bag or not in whatever it was in, okay, maybe it, I okay, I still wouldn't believe it. But it's more believable that like, you know, some particles flew into your bag from the wind versus it being in a bag and it that the wind blowing that whole bag into your purse and you not know like I don't understand how that would happen. And just thinking about how people carry purses, I can't see where that <laughs> I can't see where that would even be a possibility. I don't know. The different directions of the wind, you know? At one point in time it was blowing each way and it kinda, you know and she just so happened to um be walking with it just like her bag open. I'm, I'm thinking so. Right. I don't, there you go. Bam. Needless to say, uh, <laughs> she did get a felony charge. Um, and yeah, so that story didn't really work out too well. But. Um, <laughs> so that means that the cop really did say, look, ma'am, get out of your car, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Right. He said, oh, okay. Um, step out the car, please. Like, I, I, we're not doing this. You so, know, you know, it's annoying. I feel like I don't know why I feel like when she stepped out of the car, I feel like she probably was arguing and she was probably saying stuff like, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend probably like, damn, I damn, where I can't believe this. This don't make no sense. <laughs> These cops don't believe nothing. <laughs> Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Well, that is ratchet, and that's I'm glad we ended with that story because that's the most ratchet of them all. So thank, thank you. That. Yeah, thank you for uh joining us on our ratchet segment. Of course. Um, Raven's gonna be back next week um talking to us about mental health. Raven's not all just ratchet, so she Yes, I do have substance. Right. So she'll be back with us next week. Thank you, Raven. Bye. Good night. Bye. So we're now back with mental health and I wanted to talk a little bit about 
my journey on mental health. So I moved to New Jersey when I was 26, no, 25. And I moved here for school. I was trying to get a master's degree, which I did complete, but I was getting a master's degree in science teaching. And I remember my mom dropping me off um, on Rutgers campus and I'd never been more scared in my entire life. I had moved before um, to another state without any family, but I, but actually I did have family members there. Um, I had uh, my, my cousin and his wife were there and I moved to Ohio. And I also had like an ex that lived there, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So my mom dropped me off on this campus when she came with me and she was on her way leaving. I was just terrified and I was anxious and I knew that like this would be the first time that I was truly on my own and I wouldn't have any family and that I would potentially be starting my life in this new place. So I finished the program, but in that time I had a really hard time um, making connections with people. So I didn't build really any relationships. I hadn't really had any friends and I spent a lot of time alone. Fast forward to September and I realized that staying on campus was a lot more expensive. So I embarked on the journey to move off campus and I found a roommate on Craigslist. Well, I found a landlord renting a room on Craigslist with people already in the house. <clears throat> so I moved there and um, it was even more scarier because scarier. It was even more scary because of the fact that um, I was further away from campus. So I wasn't in that tight bubble anymore. And I was just getting further away from anything that felt or seemed familiar and I still was having issues making connections didn't really know my roommates that well and then I lived there for about two months when I went into the bathroom and what I found in the bathroom was a bag of heroin and it was my roommate's boyfriend's heroin and I'd never ever seen heroin never knew what it looked like and I was again even more terrified than I thought that I would be or could be. So I um, texted her or confronted her about it and, you know, told her, hey, I found this. But then I knew that I was dealing with a different situation because heroin addicts are sometimes a lot. Um, they can be dangerous to themselves and others. So I was already on guard. And then one night, um, I was sleeping and then I heard this loud like ruckus bump sounded like someone had been pushed down the stairs I jumped up my heart was beating and I hear my roommate and her boyfriend arguing outside and I felt so unsafe so I got up put my clothes on and went outside when I went outside the cops were there I'd never had cops come to my house so I was even more scared and um, I just drove I left and I drove around all day all night all night because I just didn't want to go home because I just didn't feel safe and in that moment 
I was scared, alone, and not even realizing that like this was an unhealthy thing. That like for one, I was driving around, I was exhausted and tired because I hadn't slept as much as I needed to. I had to stay up until the sunrise because I didn't want to go home when it was dark. Um, I parked in the parking a parking lot of a shop right, which is a grocery store, and I was just sitting there and wanting to go to sleep, but also scared to go to sleep. And it set in for me that I was truly alone. And so I think over time, I built up this, I don't even know what to label. I don't know if it was anxiety or depression. I don't even know. But now fast forward to today. And what I told myself uh, early on this year is that I didn't want to feel that way ever again. And so I embarked on the journey to start attending therapy. So I went to a therapist and the first therapist I went to was horrible. Um, she talks about herself the whole time and she disregarded my feelings and she made light of everything I told her and she'd say things like, oh, I feel that way too. Like everybody feels that way to make me feel like maybe I shouldn't even be in the office and like the things I'm dealing with are normal. So I stopped going to her and I left a review online about how that experience went. And then the person, one of the other therapists there, read my review, commented and told me to, and then called me and asked me if I would come in and give it another try with her. And ever since then, I have been in therapy and I've learned so much. So what I want to say is, is that going to church, praying is great. But sometimes you do just need to learn how to cope and deal and reprogram yourself because we have all been tainted with life. We start off as these blank slates, but as we continue to move forward in life, things happen and you start to build these false realities. And sometimes you need someone to help you break through those false realities into the truth. So I'll see you back here next week. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.